0: Hey family, it's Coach Josh, and in today's video we're gonna really be processing through this question, are you worshiping wrong? A couple of days ago, maybe yesterday, I posted a post on Instagram, YouTube, different places. I'm gonna read that quote, and in this video, am gonna really begin to talk through what is true worship. Now, here's the post that I posted. I post this, it says, reimagining worship beyond the melodies. Here's the quote. In today's fast-paced world, it's easy to associate worship with the songs we sing, the melodies that uplift our spirits. But let's pause for a moment and reflect on the essence of worship, the deeper meaning it holds in our lives. Let's keep going. Here's the main quote Modern day Christianity has reduced worship down to what we do through our lips via songs and not what we should do through our lives. I post here 5% of worship is musical. is through how we live our lives. How much do you truly worship? It's not just about the harmonious tunes that fill our sanctuaries, but also about the symphony of actions, intentions, and choices that we compose in our everyday lives. Uh, The scriptures reminds us that God seeks true worshipers, those who worship him in spirit and in truth. This speaks to a worship that transcends mere lip service it's a worship that emerges from the very core of our being aligned with our creator's design for us and so there's two scriptures that i want to labor on real briefly that really helps us to better understand what true worship is the first verse that i've already kind of alluded to is john 4 23 through 24 which says which says this but the hour is coming jesus speaking and it's now here when the true worshipers now, why would Jesus say true worshipers? If he says true worship, then that implies there's false worshipers. It says when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such people to worship him. Verse 24, it says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm going to uh, read Matthew 15:8 through 9, and then I'm going to jump right back into verse John. Uh Oh St. John, it says this people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me in vain. Do they worship me? Now, let's go back to that first verse. I have a lot of notes, but I won't be on here too long. It says, um, let's break down that text real quickly. It says, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now, I love that text because it gives us insight on how we should worship. I said in a quote that uh, it's unfortunate that in modern day Christianity, our day to day worship has been condensed or it has been diluted to just musical. A lot of people truly believe that worship is just expression. No, worship is execution. See, the devil strategically designed worship and diluted its essence into what we do within a 10 to 11 o'clock hour on a Sunday morning, Saturday service or whenever. Or a worship is only based when Maverick City is playing, Elevation Worship is planned. Or if you want to get gospel, whatever gospel artist is playing. and people think that that is worship. That's not worship. That's only 5%. And the devil made a 5% the 95% and having more people worshiping melodies than through the methods of their everyday life. And so this text is letting us know that God is a spirit and he's looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. True worship comes from the core of us. I talked about this in other videos, how we're a three-part being where we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. So, for instance, let me say it again. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Most people's worship is coming from their soul and their body. Most people's worship are vain Because it's coming from their soul It's coming from from emotionalism See, worship is more logical than it is emotional Worship is more about understanding who I worship Why I worship him And giving him my life to worship The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren By the mercies of God That you present your bodies A living sacrifice Holy and acceptable to God Which is your reasonable worship or service So basically, I have to sacrifice my agenda I have to sacrifice my, my my perspectives and begin to worship authentically. Now, it says worship in spirit and truth. Now, we talked about how most modern day believers are just worshiping from their soul, worshiping from their emotions, worshiping with their bodies. They, they allow the, 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 uh, the, the organist and the piano player and the musicians to create an atmosphere that gets their flesh dancing, but their soul and heart hasn't changed. Worship is first spiritual. See now, these are the things that's in each compartment. You heard me say this in other videos. Your body houses your senses, that's your sense of sight, smell, taste, etc., etc. etc. Right? Your soul houses your thoughts, memories, emotions, your perspectives, your knowledge, your skill set, all that stuff is in your soulless realm. Your spirit, man, houses who you really are. Your spirit man houses your personality, it houses your character, it houses your gifts and talents. That's in your spirit man. So if God is saying uh, he's looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and truth, for he's a spirit, then we have to go all the way back to the core of ourselves and ask ourselves, am I truly worshiping God for who he made me to be? Am I worshiping him with my gifts and talents? Am I worshiping him in my everyday life through adopting and allowing Allowing my character to be like his. That's true worship. Worship is what you do when no one sees you. Worship is what you do when there's not a song playing. Worship is who you are. Unfortunately, a lot of people have been worshiping different things and saying they're worshiping God, which alludes to Matthew, which says, This people honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me. So what Jesus is saying is people are just worshiping in lip alone and thinking that's all of worship. And he says when you worship just from your lips and, and but your heart is far from me, then your worship is vain. Is your worship uh, birth from Christ being slain or is your worship in vain? And so I got to worship God from the core of me You have to worship God from the core of you And that's from your authentic self That's from from realizing that your spirit man has been saved It's worshiping him with realizing that he's good And when you begin to understand the value of your spirit man And and understanding what it means to worship God from your spirit Then the worship will permeate through every aspect of you And then your worship will be true expression And then when you are in, in the climate a climate of worship and, and, and music form that is just an expression of already uh, already disciplined executions. So when I execute and allowing my heart to be renewed and my mind to be renewed, I'm be more specific, and I'm allowing my, my, the helmet of salvation to keep my mind stable and understand that I, too, need the gospel every day, then when I get down to my authentic self, my worship will be authentic. I won't be worshiping from a copy. I won't be worshiping from, from poor character. I won't be a, a, a worshiping with uh, buried gifts and talents. Worship comes from the core of you. Worship comes from who you are, what you do when no one's watching. Worship is not doing something you know you shouldn't. Worshiping God is obedience. Worship is not expression. Worship is obedience. And if I can get culture to believe satanically that worship is what you express, trying to impress, and then you wonder why you still depress, and your worship is not coming from, from the awesomeness of God and how awesome he is and how you want to give him your personality, your character, and give him his gift and talents and be a child of God and adopt his character and adopt how he wants you to live, then my friend, your worship is in vain. Worship is not an expression. Worship is obedience. Most people, their worship in church is 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 synchronized, it's beautiful. You can look at them and, and think that they love God. But Jesus said himself, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me. Let's read some more uh, posts that I have because we need to get to the realness of worship and what it means. It says worship in spirit means from who you who you're really are. Worship is from who you really are. So you can't say that you are in a place or we can't say that we're in a place of worship if I'm not authentically me. If I don't really embrace and my soul doesn't know very well that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. See, worship comes from awareness. Worship comes from the idea of, God, you fearfully and wonderfully made me. I don't allow self-doubt and insecurities to cause me to be a copy of another person. But I really realize that, man, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God, here is my life. Here is my will. Here are my decisions. That's real worship. Real worship is when you know you could get ahead or or cheat someone, but you don't. Real worship is saying, God, I know that my flesh can get an advantage here, but I'm not going to do that here. Even if I don't get recognized, my worship is pure. My worship is clean. My worship is for him. So true worship is from who you really are. So uh, w- imagine me trying to worship God. That's why it was funny when I was young, you see, when, when I was in church, my worship i'm not a dancer i'm not a uh, when, no, when the blood song come i might raise one hand right see see i'm more introspective like i like to sit down and reflect on the goodness of god and and then that then that will spark expressions of worship but what's the point of expressing worship if i'm not executing in worship every day so imagine if all your life is executing in worship giving god your time giving god your resources saying god i submit my life to you i'll do whatever you want me to do i'm walking In obedience, I'm in your word, your words renew in my mind. Now I'm a part of your herd, God. I'm doing everything because not because not for your love, but from your love, and now that worship will become more potent. Because then more more people begin to say, that's a true worshiper of God. Because how many people at our churches, they dance around the altar, they raise their hands, they're the loudest in the church, they're the proudest in the church, they look like they worship authentic, but when you really see their life, their hearts is far from God. Or could that be you? I have to every day assess my life and say, have I given God my whole life? Am I a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service? Because of what God has done for me, this is reasonable for me to say, here's my whole life. So true worship comes from who you really are, not your soul, not your body, because those are not who you really are. It comes from being aware of who I am. In Christ, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That God, here are my gifts, here are my talents. And I'm a I'm a I'm allowed these uh gifts and talents to marinate in excellence. I'm allow these, these gifts and talents to marinate in mastery. Because God, I want to give you an excellent work. I want to uh, I want to master my craft so that you can be worshipped and glorified through my life. So when people hear my messages, you're glorified, God. When people read my books, you glorify God, because I want to make sure that everything you put in me is is basking in mastery. That I'm mastering it for the master's glory. That's worship. Worship is saying, God, I don't want to be like her. I'm not going to be like him. I'm going to be who you made me. And I'm allowing you to ooze through my personality to reach people at their level and allow them to see that they too can be themselves. True worship is saying, God, I want you to come inside of me, remove everything out of me so that your character can shine through me. And when you begin to worship from your spirit, man, then you'll begin to see the Holy Spirit begin to renew your mind. And now your expressions of worship will be even more potent. Your expressions of worship in that 5% in the church will be more authentic. But ultimately, your worship will be felt in the 95% of your everyday life then people will really say that the melodies from heaven comes from this individual, that this person only has a single song and I can feel worship in this person's life because look at their mastery. Look at how they give God glory. So we have to understand that this is what worship is. It's coming from our true self. Now let me define what worship is. Worship is any expression, here we go, of obedience, praise, honor, adoration, and gratitude offered to a deity. Or offered to something. Everyone is worshiping, but not not most people are worshiping the true God. See, you see the first word is obedience. It didn't say lifting of hands. It didn't say singing of songs. It didn't say running around the church. It didn't say shouting until your shoes fall off. It said nothing. It said an expression of obedience. Ultimately, worship is obedience. Whatever you're obeying, that's what you worship. Whatever it takes up the full predominant real estate of your heart, whatever gets you going. Like most people worship money. People, most people worship their success. Most people worship the devil. Most people, a lot of people worship the satanic components within the satanic system. They worship that because they obey that more than they obey God. And so obedience is the huge stakeholder when it comes to worship. Then it says praise. See praise is a byproduct of 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 worship. It's a byproduct. It's something that is birthed after. So as I'm obeying God and I begin to feel my life being fulfilled in that obedience and I begin to feel the safety of the obedience, I begin to feel the gl- the glory of God in the obedience. I begin to feel the favor in the obedience. The devil don't want obedience. He wants you to be so caught up in in system uh that, that that tickles your your brain and release endorphins that's why you look at most worship serves why do you think they call them worship experiences and not worship execution they want you to experience their worship and then they want to invite god that ain't worship ain't is not compartmentalized to how the songs seem because most of these cathedrals are cathedrals of Satan using satanic hypnosis techniques to get people caught up for mind control to gather their money to use for other stupid stuff. That's what they've done. And so now they want to say have these worship experience, worship leaders, worship teams. And now worship is all about that. And now we go to these coliseums to hear their worship songs. And now they become melodies in our lips, but not, not methods in our hearts. Methods, methods means the way I live my life, my methodology, my mindset is being shifted. See, if 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 if, if most worship experiences were truly experiencing God in those worship experiences, these people wouldn't go back to their sins. Where are the guns on the oh, where the guns and the drugs and the stuff that's putting on these altars, where people say I no longer want to live like this. That's why if Jesus was really present in most of these worship experiences, then it would be revivals in the cities. How can you? You get forty thousand people in a coliseum and the city ain't changed and you're saying it's worship how many times you go from city to city the city to city church every every worship service worship event and people still going back to their addictions when god is present people are forced to make a decision because worship is about obedience first and if you realize that if you desire to come after me you must first deny yourself take up your cross if there's no practicality, no really a heart change, no execution in my everyday life, then my friend, is my worship truly authentic? Worship is from your personality. Worship is comes at its core is from your character, your gifts and talents. It comes from your obedience. Worship from the soul and body are byproducts of true worship. So when you raise your hand and you sing songs, that's a byproduct of obedience. Rejoicing that, God, I get to obey you. God, I get to serve you. And then that becomes the the, 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 the true drum of, of that you walk from, that you walk on. Because you're like, man, God, you're too good. It's all about god focus. It's all about obeying him. And then when you begin to feast on the fruit of your obedience, then the byproduct of worship begins to flood out of you. So could it be that we've been worshiping wrong? Could it be that we made a 5 percent, 95 percent? Could it be that we haven't worshiped in a while? Spirit, worship from the spirit is executing worship. Worship from the soul and body is expression of worship. So when we worship from our spirit, we're executing in obedience. That's real worship soul and body is just expression of worship it's just expressing from from the from the experiences of executing in obedience now what worshiping god is not real quick i got about uh, 12 minutes i got to go what worshiping god is not worshiping god is not merely ritualistic worship is not limited to empty rituals or routine actions without genuine heart engagement is your heart in it is your heart in this trial Are you worshiping God in this trial? Are you still executing with joy? Because that's what the word of God tells you to. Do you have the right perspective? What the word of God says? So now worship is not just ritualistic, it's not limited to limited to empty rituals or routines, meaning I cut on a song and I worship. That's cool. But if your heart's not in it, if your heart and your spirit, man, is not in it, then my friend, true worship is not in it. Next, superficial. Worship is not about appearances or putting on a show for others, but about sincere inner devotion. It's deep. Worship is deeper. Worship. Worship is saying, hey, it's not superficial. It's original that I'm worshiping my maker. God, here's my gifts. Here are my talents. Here's my mind. Here's all of me. It's not superficial. Next it's not limited to a physical place. Worship is not confined to a specific location, such as a church building, but can occur anywhere. Worship, when you work into the Lord, that's worship. At your job, when you work into the Lord, even when that when even when that boss is aggravating and annoying, and you work into the Lord, that's worship. Did you sing a song? No. Did you cut on Maverick City? No. Did you cut on? No, you didn't cut on any songs. But when you begin to work into the Lord in the workplace, that's worship. Worship is when you know that you can get away with this sin, but you choose not to do it. That's worship. Worship is obedience. So it's not just confined to a church building. It's confined within the heart of men and women who desire to give God all of them. Next, worship is not conditional. True worship is not based on circumstances or any or only happening when things are going well. Worship, that's not worship. Worship is not conditional. It's unconditional. God's God's love is unconditional to me. and my worship is unconditional to him. So no matter where I'm at, no matter where you are, you still worship. That's who you are. We are sons of God, children of God. We worship him. We are his children. So it's not conditional just because like you can't be you can't expect if you can't worship God and sing praises when all hell is raising. Then, my friend, you will never really see the true areas of of success. You got to worship God even when it's not when things are not happening because, you know, he's already made it happen. You worshiping God for who he is and let that be enough. I think the issue is the reason why we don't truly worship God with spirit and truth is because we only worship God based upon his performance and not who he is as a person. Do you know God's personhood is quadruple billion times greater than his performances in our lives? So people say, I'll worship, quote unquote, when he performs. No, because he's already performed and because he's already good and because he is faithful. I worship him. I obey him. Though, they, though he slayed me, yet will I trust him. No, it was good that I was afflicted because if I wasn't afflicted, I wouldn't know your statutes. God, God I, I, no matter if it's the trial, I worship you. No matter if I lose everything, I worship you. Because that's who I am. And when you begin to understand it's spiritual and not emotional or physical, then you will tap into an everlasting gear because the spirit man lasts forever. And you'll begin to worship authentically. You'll begin to worship spiritually because that's where the source comes from. That's where the power comes from. If you worship based upon your soul and your body, quote unquote, my friend, you won't even make it to the end of the week. Because the, the, the your emotions were getting away. Our thoughts were getting away. And then there won't be no worship going to God. But we will be worshiping the drugs. We'll be worshiping the money. We'll be worshiping the and We're worshiping this person. Instead of worshiping the true God and for who he is and not based upon what he is doing. Worship, what worshiping God is not, is not exclusive to music. Worship is not only expressed through singing or musical activities, but also through your life. Yeah, you can worship God with song. There's nothing wrong with that, but it can't be 95% of your worship. You can't just worship in songs, but you know you're going to do something wicked later. You just can't sing songs and then have sin singing in your soul and expect to to, to experience the the beauty of worship and executing in purpose at a high level. Worship is purpose. Worship is functioning in my purpose for the intent of glorifying God through it. That's worship. So when you're writing that book and you creating that business and, and you creating that ministry and you do whatever you're doing and you endeavor to be, make sure God is glorified and you, want the, and you desire to have the character to back what you want to, to be seen or felt or experienced, that's worship, my friend. So if you don't know your purpose, how can you worship? Oh, I'm teaching now. If you don't know your purpose, how can you worship? Like, 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 If if my purpose is to write, I'ma write to him. If my purpose is to speak, is to speak to him. And then when I write to him for him to be glorified, then he'll be magnified through the lives of others. But if you do your purpose for them, but not him through them. See, my worship has to be channeled through him in order for it to be felt through them. But if my if my purpose is for the people, but it's not through the person of God to the people, then my purposes won't be anointed. That's why I go to God often. God created me a new heart. Help me to be the husband I need to be, the father I need to be, so that when I permeate through you and when I push this thing through you, my wife will feel the true anointing of what it means to be a father, a husband, et cetera. And and, and you guys will feel it authentically because I'm giving it to him. That's why everything we do is an audience of one. It's to God, for God to be glorified. And then through that, people be magnified. Oh, my brother's in the building. That's great. The definition of worship is amazing. God gets to go. That's my brother, Kenny. Y'all check him out. <clears throat> so let's keep going. I only got six minutes. Now, becoming a true worshiper from your spirit. Here are some things I want to give you quickly. I may do a part two on how to practically worship God, but I'm allowed the Holy Spirit to take this message with you and he'll customize uh, 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 what he what he wants to reveal to you. To ensure that you're worshiping God in spirit and truth. Now, becoming a true worshiper from the spirit. Authenticity, number one. It says, be real with God. That's worship. God, I'm real with you. Be real with God. Bring your true thoughts, emotions, struggles into your worship. Transparency is key. So, worship is being authentic. Worship is saying, hey, God, I believe but help my unbelief. God wants honesty. Not hypocrisy. Man. He wants honesty. He wants that you would have come to him and be like, you know what, God, I need you. God, I'm nothing without you. God, here's my true thoughts. Here's my true emotions. God, I need you to do something with this so that I can worship you with this. Next is heart transformation. Allow God to transform your heart, aligning it with his desires and purposes. Seek a heart that loves what God loves. We, we, notice we ain't said nothing about songs yet. This is all the components of obedience. God, create in me a new heart. Renew me a right spirit. Turn his heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh. Allow God, true worship, you're saying, in order for me to become a true worshiper, transform my heart, oh God. So I'll no longer be carnal, sensual, selfish, aligning with your desires and purposes. Because operating in God's purpose is true worship. Renewing your mind. Cultivate a mindset that is focused on God's truth and goodness. Set your minds on things of the above. The Bible says he keeps them in perfect peace whose minds are stayed on him. Cultivate a mindset that is focused on God's truth. How can we worship God in spirit? I didn't get to truth. I got to be authentic. I got to be honest. I got to be truthful. See, I worship God in spirit and truth. I have to be my true self. Regularly meditating on his word and renewing your thinking. Number four, surrender. In order to become a true worship, you got to surrender. Offer your entire being, mind, emotions, will, talents to God. Let go of control and submit your life to his plan. That's true worship. I surrender all. How can we really em- embrace the words of that worship song if we haven't truly surrendered? See, there's nothing wrong with these songs. It's nothing wrong with having a soundtrack for your life. Nothing wrong with having melodies from heaven. Nothing wrong with that. But but, but you have to live out the lyrics. And before you live out the lyrics, you got to make sure the lyrics are scriptural. Let's <laughs> make that plain. A lot of this modern day worship is not even scripturally sound. Is your life in the authentic worship lyrics, right? Uh, next, spirit led. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide your worship, spirit-led worship. I have to be led by the Spirit of God in order for me to be a true worshipper. Tune in, see, tune in. I'm using those words. Tune in to His leading and promptings as you engage in everyday life with prayer and praise. I got to be spirit-led in my worship. Holy Spirit, I surrender my life to You, lead me, so You can lead me in deeper depths of obedience. Because when we're obedient, then we can really reap and reach and th- reap, reach and reap the people. When we're obedient, how many of us our worship is is an odor and not a fragrance? Our worship is not able to bring people into the deeper depths of God because we're not in obedience. You're over here when God wants you over here. See, uh, uh, when uh um uh, what did I say um when uh uh man when the prophet was talking to Saul, he said obedience is better than sacrifice. He thought he was worshiping God. No, no, no. He said obedience is better than sacrifice. Like obedience. God can care less about. He said, well, if I bring the gold to God, if I bring these things to God, God don't care about no gold and cattle. The prophet said, well, what's that bleedings of goats and cow? Did not God tell you? Because in disobedience, you disrupt what God wants to erupt. Let's keep going. Uh, lifestyle worship. Integrate worship into your daily life. Let your actions, choices, and interactions reflect your devotion to God, not your song to God, your devotion. We're not talking about little, little, little spiritual, little uh, scripture icons that pop up on your phone and you read your devotion. We're talking about devoting my whole life to him. True devotion. Next, gratitude. Develop a habit of gratitude, recognizing God's blessings and faithfulness in your life. A thankful heart is a worship of worshipful heart. Man, when you know that God is good, you'll do good. When you know God is good, you know you you don't, you don't do good to get good. You do good because he is good. And that goodness draws you to repentance so that you can get back to where you should operate in high levels of worship. And that's through your life. Next, community. Engage in worship within a community of believers. Encourage and learn from each other's worship experience. And I put that in there for on purpose. Partnerships, uh, collaborations. See, uh, like my brother Kenny. With uh, uh, The Royal Priesthood. When we was in college, when we when our purposes combine, that's that's community. How can how can my purpose co- collaborate and complement his purpose? It's not just about me and, and Kenny doing a song together. No, it's about hey. Not only should we be worshiping church. Nothing wrong with that, as far as it expresses a worship. But the marketplace needs worship. The marketplace needs collaborations. Like Joseph, because he was operating in worship, saved Egypt. Let me repeat that again. It wasn't that he 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 uh, w- uh worship and dance God because he was a master of his craft. He worshipped God in obedience and saved the nation. Politics needs your worship. Education needs your worship. Uh, uh, healthcare needs your worship. Entrepreneurship needs your worship. Ministry needs your worship. That's important. Community. Next, humility. Approach worship with a humble heart. Recognize your dependence on God and His greatness. Humility. In order to be a true worshiper, I have to be humble. Constant communication. In order for me to be a true worshiper, I have to maintain an ongoing dialogue. I I didn't put monologue. Most of us, we go to God and we be monolithic. Not monolithic, but we'll we'll talk in a monologue. And then we'll leave the table and forget that God wants to respond back. Constantly communicate, maintain an ongoing dialogue with God throughout the day. Share your thoughts. Oh, I gotta go. Hopes and concerns with Him. Next, regular retreat is a form of worship. Set aside intentional time for a deeper connection with God. Retreats, fasting, and solitude can help foster a deeper worship experience. You can't be on go all the time. You can't be a go-go gadget. You can't you just can't be going all the time. You got to be able to say, I gotta rest. God gave us a rhythm of six days in work and one day of rest. Right? Like it's resting to recuperate, to rejuvenate, to recharge, to be charged back out into the world again to for people to be able to hear and, and experience our worship experience. I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. Last one leave, growth in character. As you grow in your character and align it with God's values, your worship becomes a reflection of your transformed self. Did I mention anything about a song? Did I mention anything about Maverick City elevation or any other worship or gospel or a contemporary? I didn't mention none of that. That that stuff is good in of its in of its essence in regards to five percent. But 95% is through authenticity. It's through transformation of my heart. It's through the renewed mind. It's through surrender. It's through spirit led, being spirit led. It's through my lifestyle. It's through my gratitude. It's through community. It's through humility. It's through constant communication, regular retreats, and growth and character. And my friend, when you step out your door, what is your worship experience? When people are in your worship, what do they experience? We're not talking about if you're a good singer or not. We're talking when people enter your artistry, your mastery, your essence, your purpose. What's your ex- worship experience going to be like? Will people be in awe that God is using you in a mighty way? Or will they just think that you another fragmented individual whose worship is an odor to God because you worship in the devil and his system and his components? I pray this message was a blessing to you. I got to go. Uh, uh, man, I worship today. And I want you to go through those uh, points. I'm going to post these in the um, in the description box once this video is over so you guys can have the notes. Um, but I want you guys to rethink worship and ask yourself, am I really worshiping God with my spirit and in truth? So for those who um, have some things I have for you, if you're looking uh, to understand your purpose better, I have a book called "Multi Purpose: How to Find and Fulfill Your Purpose in Life. Also, I have a great uh, um, community course that goes with this. Uh, my mindset mastery program. Just go to my website, uh, uh mycoachjosh.com. Hit the coaching tab, a lot of great coaching opportunities. I take my clients through some of these different things because we're talking about being authentically us so that God can be so God can reap a fruit from us. And if you need to take your spiritual walk and your purpose to the next level and you want to become a high fulfiller, then check out those programs throughout the application. I would love to serve you soon. Also check out our merch, Well Done. It's a movement. The goal is for us to be well so that we can do well, to position ourselves to hear our Heavenly Father say, Well Done. Also check out, if you're looking uh, or struggling with soul. Ties and strongholds and you want to understand what it means to be free in Christ untangled and uprooted from all these different things, in our hearts in this book, The Purpose of Freedom will be a great resource for you. If you're looking at a situation or an individual and you're unsure if that's God's will for you and you don't know if it's a counterfeit or a counterpart, then this book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, will be a great benefit to you to help you better discern the will of God for your life and it gives you methods of testing so that you'll be able to test everything to see if it's of God and that test method works in any situation. If you're struggling with your feelings and you want to find the facts so that you can get back to filling your purpose at a high level, then this book, Facts Over Feelings, will be a great journey tool for you to really help you process your feelings so that you can get back to fulfilling your purpose. If you want to hold the things in in your life well and you find yourself that, man, I got holes in my life, and I'm not whole in my life. Then this book, Holiness, the Holders journal, will be a great resource for you. If you're struggling with your singleness and you want to better understand the purpose of it, so that you can maximize it, so that you can begin to enjoy mingleness because you because you enjoyed your singleness, then this book, the purpose of singleness, will be a great book for you. If you're in a situation right now where you're preparing to date the love of your life forever, or you're dating someone and you're not married yet, or you already married, but you want to better make sure that you guys stay on the same page, this book right here has a lot of questions to either end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship, or, and also to uh, uh, cause a spark in your marriage if you marry, married, and also if you're single and you're... Uh, trying to uh, uh, position yourself for for dating the lovely life forever this book will help you uh, develop your non-negotiables help you develop the things to ensure that you don't marry a counterfeit if you also have a young person third or fourth grade up and you want them to have a good tool for them to find their art so they can uh, find their purpose early then this book as he says as in for the students i serve will be a great book for you those my me and my wife's cartoon characters and so great book man amazing A resource there. If you're struggling with spiritual warfare and you want to better understand the whole armor of God so that you can war well because you are well, then this book right here will help you better understand that. So I pray you guys was blessed by this. Thank y'all so much for watching. Y'all be blessed. Oh, Kiara Franklin says, see y'all next time. Get the multi-purpose book and facts over feelings. Thank you so much for your support. Great books there. God's glorified through it. Also check out our four card games Love you all. Y'all be blessed. Catch y'all next time. Peace.